0: I'm Dr. Tabitha, the gutsy gynecologist. I'm a triple board certified OBGYN and functional medicine physician. I've embraced the world of functional medicine and wellness through my own personal health journey, and I'm super excited to share my wisdom and unique perspective as it pertains to women's health. After caring for thousands of women, I've come to realize that your gut health determines your gyne health and your overall health. And it's a super gutsy thing for me to go against conventional gynecology practice to bring you the truth. No more Band-Aid medicine, ladies. We're talking root cause resolution on this show. So if you're struggling with hormone imbalance, weight gain, period issues, anxiety, insomnia, you name it, then you've come to the right place. And I want to be your gutsy gynecologist. So Welcome yay, I have a new name, The Gutsy Gynecologist Show. So I'm switching things up. It's my 100th episode and it's time to, you know, keep growing and move forward. And what I've realized is through helping thousands of women over the past 20 years, that it's almost always your gut that you know, is the culprit for your root cause of your issues. So much of your gut causes hormone imbalances, food sensitivities, autoimmune conditions, you know, mood disorders, you name it. So what I have found to, you know, really help women is to evaluate their gut, get their gut dysbiosis taken care of, get their gut functioning again, And that includes the liver the liver is a major organ in our digestive system and so if you aren't loving on your liver and helping your liver do its detox processes properly you're gonna have hormone imbalance you're gonna have high toxic burden and that is going to affect everything it's going to affect your mood and your weight and your sleep and your skin your everything so My focus, my mission is to help you guys understand like to balance your hormones and have amazing health and a strong immune system and lose weight and just feel amazing mentally. You have to have good gut health. You have to have proper functioning liver. So much of it comes back to your gut. So The other piece of the gutsy gynecologist is I am ready to take on the conventional gynecology system. Like I'm ready to call BS on that and say, you know, your pills and your surgery are not the answer. That is not what will help women reclaim their health. That is a band-aid solution and it's causing new problems and new issues. And so it's time that we call out conventional gynecology and that's a gutsy thing to do, you know, because I am going against the system, but our system is broken and it is really causing so many new issues. It's really hurting us as women to just hand us birth control pills and to cut out our uteruses. And I'm just, I'm done with it. And so I hope that you guys will continue to follow me and support me on this mission because it's about you. I'm doing this for you. I'm doing this for your sisters and your girlfriends and your daughters and your mothers like we need to support each other and say enough is enough we need to stand up and say we want different options we don't accept this big pharma broken system any longer there is a better solution and it's finding the root cause of our issues and actually addressing them and confronting our poor diet and lifestyle, you know, decisions and making those hard changes. And so I need you to be gutsy with me because we need to all band together and really help each other out and say, you know what, we're going to do things a different way. We're gonna focus on self care and self love. And that isn't an ego thing. It's actually a survival thing. And it's a beautiful thing that we need to support women in each other and teach our daughters how to do that so I hope that you're with me for this if you are please hit subscribe give me a five-star rating and then share it with every woman you know like share my podcast on your social media platform shout me out like let's band together and get the message out there that you don't have to keep going to your white coat doctor who dismisses you and throws another prescription at you. That's not the solution. So I'm really excited. This is going to be an amazing year. And let's kick off my first Gutsy Gynecologist show episode. And definitely stay tuned for this one, you know, and the best thing about podcasts is if you don't have time to listen to the whole thing, that's fine. Pause it and come back to it. It's always here. You can listen to old episodes. You can go back and listen to episode number one of the Functional Gynecologist. Like podcasts are awesome that way. So today we're going to talk about burnout and how that affects your physiology. And my guest today is going to give you really awesome, simple tips that you can actually start to incorporate to shift your health and make changes in your health. You know, we advocate doing testing, not guessing and, you know, doing all this individualized medicine. But there are some basic requirements for us as humans to be our best self. It's like how we recharge our um, phones every night. There are certain things that we need to do to recharge as human beings getting enough sleep, going outside, feeling and seeing the sunlight hit our retinas, you know, feeling the ground's energy come through our body. So many basic things. So, this is a great episode. Let me just sing her praises real quick. My guest, Raewyn Gruera, she is the Gutsy Executive Coach. I love that we have the same play on names. She's committed to helping you eliminate the guesswork around your stress so that you can fine-tune your biochemistry and become the CEO of not only your health, but your life. After years of chasing symptoms and conventional medicine to address her anxiety and irritable bowel, she discovered the evidence-based system Systems Biology Framework of Functional Medicine and Functional Diagnostic Nutrition. This approach revealed how the gut is connected to the brain, to hormones, to the skin, to pretty much all health, like I mentioned. So armed with that knowledge, Wynn retrained as a functional health coach. She left her corporate wellness job and set up WellWorks, her online functional medicine practice and corporate wellness consultancy. So she now has a team of practitioners, They'll work with her and they believe in lifestyle and integrative medicine as passionately as she does. Her mission is to awaken everyone who comes her way to the innate wisdom of the body and the most cutting edge natural solutions allow true healing. So while leading wellness at Barclays between 2011 and 2016, Raywin was a member of the all party parliamentary group of mindfulness in the workplace. She's from London, y'all. She's been featured in the Huffington Post, the CW Network, numerous podcasts discussing a nutrition and psychology approach for sleep, panic attacks, and anti-aging. By offering a personalized roadmap for how to eat, think, sleep, and move through the insights she gained from functional labs, she's said to change the face of healthcare and create a well world. So I love everything she's doing. You're going to get a lot of golden nuggets in this episode today. So here we go. Well, welcome, <laughs> Ray Wynn, to the Gutsy Gynecologist Show. Thank you so much. I'm
1: very excited to be here.
0: Yeah, I'm really excited for this conversation because I feel like we are Kind of on the same mission. We're trying to help women realize that so much of their health stems from their gut, right?
1: Exactly, um, and that's been my story. You know, the whole gut health, gut brain, gut hormone connection. That's that's been the whole um, basis of all my work and my journey.
0: I would love for you to just share with my listeners this journey, because I feel like we can learn so much from each other's stories. And I love that you like turned this into your whole life's work and passion. It's amazing. Yeah, um,
1: it's quite a funny story because I think it started off very, very early on. Um, You know, I was a very sickly child. I was on a ton of antibiotics. I was thinking about probably about 50 courses of antibiotics in my lifetime, Um, always with like a chronic sinus infection, tonsils. They wanted to take my tonsils out when I was seven and I got up and ran out of the ENT's chair. I was like, nobody's putting a knife near my throat. I knew at seven o'clock, at seven years old, like that was a very, very bad idea. So I ran. And um, then, you know, moved to the UK in my 20s. And then the lack of vitamin D after growing up in the tropics, like my immune system took such a big hit then too. And I was always sick again. And the only thing I knew was go to the doctor, they'll give you antibiotics and then you'll get over it but then it just kept happening and it was just recurring and recurring and by then I started acquiring all these other horrible you know gut related symptoms I became lactose intolerant I couldn't eat pizza anymore I was a real bummer couldn't eat ice cream anymore <laughs> um and these were staples you know in your youth right like you live on sort of like all all the junk food um but couldn't eat all these things that I used to enjoy and, you know, started developing all these, um, I had eczema, terrible migraines, um, and my hormones had never been happy, but they became so much more like, um, the, you know, the symptoms were much more pronounced as I got older. So by the time I kind of hit my thirties and I wanted to get pregnant and that became a real issue, um, I realized, well, something's not working. Like, whatever I'm doing is not working. And I am more tired than I have ever been in my entire life. So I had to figure figure it out and I started looking down alternative routes because the traditional route, because the the only solution that they had for me, and when I say the only, it's like I had been to gastroenterologists, endocrinologists, urologists, um, all the ologists, had seen them all. And everybody just kept said, well, just take this pill. And I remember one urologist wanted me on fluconazole for like over a year. She said, you just take this once a week and you'll be okay. And I'm like, I started researching. And I was like, doesn't it screw up your liver? She's like, well, there's this one study that says that it does. I was like, one study? You're basing like how you recommend medication to people based off of one study. And of course it didn't work for me. Um, So I kept looking and um, eventually had a burnout in the middle of all of that, like while I was doing my corporate job. So I was in a banking industry where everyone was working, you know, 14 hours a day, sleeping for five hours a night and thinking that they're all winning and going to spin classes for two hours every evening or running First thing in the morning, so my hormones just tanked completely because I thought I was, you know, keeping up with everyone else. But after ten years of doing that, you you collapse. You you let your body goes into the exhaustive phase and you break down. So I had to figure something else out that wasn't about medication, and um, I had seen how medication had ruined. People in my family, my grandfather had been on Valium for anxiety for over 20 years, and it led to multiple strokes and vascular dementia. So I knew medication. I didn't want that for myself. I was like, I'm not going to end up dependent on medication for 20 years because I see what the long term effects are like they're designed for short periods, not for chronic conditions there's got to be a solution to the chronic conditions so that was my first step into the world of nutrition functional medicine and uh, trying to figure out well, what is it that I'm doing that's causing this situation in my body that's causing all of this dis-ease so um, you know several practitioners later I eventually found someone that worked really well for me Uh, And she now works with me, which is what's amazing about the work that I do. Like the people that I've gravitated to that I found like, okay, you know what you're doing. And, you know, you have the right, I don't even want to call it bedside manner, but just like the right energy. Like you've got a good heart. You really are genuinely into helping people. Um, I've stuck with those people rather than the people who are just out to, you know, Churn you in and out of because um, I've tried several different functional medicine doctors and therapists and nutritional um, consultants but ended up with this one lady and then she became my chief nutritional advisor <laughs> <laughs> <That's> <laughs> when so I set up awesome. my business oh mm-hmm. my
0: goodness you said so many important things there and the biggest thing was You started asking why. Why do I have this dis ease going on in my body? You know, is it something I'm doing, the life I'm living, the food I'm eating? Like you started asking and searching for those answers. And oh my goodness, the idea of taking fluconazole for an entire year, like that's just malpractice in my mind. And it's really sad that that is. The option that you were given, you know, when really that is not the solution. We need to figure out why do, why do you need that for so long? Right. Um, so I would love for you to just talk about like you figured all of this out, and now you understand this connection between the gut and the brain and our hormones and everything like that. Where should women even begin? Should they just start asking? what's going on in my body? You know, what can I do? Do they need to seek somebody out like you?
1: I think that's such a wonderful um, starting point for us to, where do you begin? Right. Because when I started, I didn't know where to begin. You know, I was trusting of the medical professionals who I had been seeing my whole life that my parents had been seeing their whole lives. My dad actually used to run a wellness center, but for medics, So it wasn't actually a wellness center. It was more for like an insurance company. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I always been sort of suspicious of them when I had said things like, well, I have I'm always getting these colds and flus. Maybe I should try like some echinacea. And I remember one of the doctors looked at me and he said, maybe that's why you're getting your colds and flus because you're trying all this this herbal nonsense. So back then, like I was 16 and I thought, whoa, like that's you have you researched it? Like I've been reading up on it. It seems to be something that helps the immune system. Clearly my immune system's not functioning because I'm sick all the time. So maybe I should start investigating what are the things that could help it? Now, obviously back then I was still looking in an allopathic kind of way, right? I was like, okay, colds and flus, what solves that? Oh, echinacea. Not like, what's wrong with the immunity? Like, how do you how do you get to that? So for women who are sort of starting to question what's going on with my body, start paying attention to the clues that it's giving you. Like, it, you know, do you have a sore back at a certain time of the month, during not 10 days before your period? That's called your luteal phase. Look at what's going on during those 10 days. That's a really big indicator of health. Like what's going on with your period is a huge indicator of your health. And for me, I used to be extremely depressed, irritable, Um, I remember seeing a psychologist who said, well, you know, you can go on antidepressants just for 14 days of the month. And I looked at her again, and I'm like, but that's not the solution to my problem. Like, why are my hormones so off that I would need to go on antidepressants for 14 days of the month that people can just cycle through that and go through? do that for the rest of their lives like she just seemed to think that that was an okay solution um so if someone makes these sort of recommendations to you be like well how long should i be on these things and for you know that's probably one of the first questions you should ask oh so you think that's an option how long should i do this for and if they say for the rest of your life then you're like okay i need to find another doctor i need to find (laughs) someone else because the idea behind a lot of these medications is that they are designed for short-term usage the long-term effects side effects or So detrimental to your liver, to your gut, all the things that you actually need for producing healthy hormones. So, if you end up being on them for a long period of time, you're just going to end up screwing yourself later on. So, look out for the signs and symptoms that your body is giving you. So sore back, sore boobs, migraines, dodgy skin. Um, A lot of people come to me with chin acne. They're like, it only happens like in the 10 days before my period or back acne. I'm like, okay, these are signs that you're not detoxifying well. These are signs of an elimination problem. And I don't know about you, but if you ever go to your doctor, like when I used to, no one ever asks, how much water are you drinking? What kinds of foods are you eating? How often are you eliminating? And when I see my clients and I one of the first questions I ask is, how often do you poop? And they're like, why do you want to know that? I'm like, <laughs> Because this is like, this is another key indicator of health, right? The period is one and the pooping is the other. I actually call it the four Ps, the peeing, pooping, perspiring and period. So um, if your pooping is like less than twice a day, then you're technically constipated. People don't understand that. They're like, but I'm going every day. I'm like, yeah, but you should be eliminating pretty much almost after every meal. So if you're having two meals a day, you know, at least you're going for the time, because that means that you're absorbing, breaking down your food properly and clearing it out. If not, then your, your body's not your, it's slow. You've got slow motility, probably a slow oxidizer. So these are all signs and symptoms that you could be paying attention to and knowing that, okay, this is something that needs to be optimized because maybe I am going once a day, but if I should be going twice, what do I need to do to make that happen? And then what are the consequences of me not going, um, you know, more than once a day is my skin not great. Do I have migraines? Do I have too much estrogen floating around and I've got a sore I've got sore boobs, sore back? Um, you know, all these sorts of signs and symptoms are the things that I like people to start paying attention to. And when we do begin the initial screening process, I get them to fill out like these crazy extensive forms so that I can get a really clear picture of of what I'm dealing with and what they're dealing with on a daily basis.
0: Oh that's my god! Question. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. That's exactly what I have my patients and clients do, and it's not a day goes by where I don't get a woman who has a bowel movement like once a week, and just that's her norm, and so she accepts that and thinks it's okay. And meanwhile, she's completely backed up, full of toxins, like you said, with the acne and the migraines and she can't lose weight and the fatigue and the estrogen dominance, like it all just comes back to your gut. So what are some quick, easy things that women can do to stimulate their gut motility? You mentioned a couple of them, and I think we overlook the easy stuff like drinking more water, right?
1: Yeah, really simple. Um, I keep a bottle next to my bed so that when I wake up first thing in the morning, I just take a giant gulp of it. I actually put a little bit of salt in it too. So I add um, elements, the, the salts. Um, because they've got that perfect balance of minerals so mineral balancing is really important to me so popping those in you know more potassium more magnesium um, a little bit little bit of sodium obviously you don't want to overwhelm your system but just enough so that it kind of keeps the adrenals in a good place and the magnesium is really good for stimulating gut motility as well lots of vitamin c um, fibrous fruits and vegetables good fats believe it or not we have demonized fats so much that we're afraid of it we don't realize you actually need fat to be able to go to the bathroom so it's not just about the fiber you need to be consuming good fat so avocados if you have smoothies in the morning like i do you know you can pop some avocados to a smoothie well not some but one <laughs> one avocado into a smoothie um you can add some seeds provided you don't have any you know intolerances or anything like one lady i tested recently she had pumpkin seed um food intolerance so i was like oh that's a real bummer because it's so full of zinc and a bunch of other really great things but she's like a cat she can have pumpkin seeds so once you test and you know what foods you should be eating that's also a good thing um to to in, increasing gut motility you can test to figure out like what's going on with you in fact that should probably be your starting point like do your functional lab work see what's actually happening with your body and not just taking these generic stuff that you find in Cosmo or wherever um, whatever magazine fad is the latest diet or thing that you're picking up and just actually figure out what's going on for you so starting with testing then looking at including more fat uh, and good fat and then fiber drinking lots of water um I think that would be right there um and sort of giving your your gut a break as well because we snack so much so I I try to sort of eat within like a six hour window and we kind of cut off eating from about five o'clock here in the evening so we sort of kind of have like you know, I'll have like a, uh, not even a bulletproof coffee. I'm kind of off of coffee right now too. So that's another one, Um, Mm -hmm. not on any (laughs) stimulants, but I'm on this, on inulin, on chicory. Um, because that's also great for it's prebiotic. So it's a prebiotic fiber. It's great for getting the gut going. So I'll have that instead with a little bit of like powdered mushrooms like reishi or some kind of adaptogenic herb um, along with a tiny amount of collagen and hot water. And obviously hot water is great for stimulating all kinds of things. So starting your day off with some warm, some something warm like that would be great, um, and then you know not having any food for a few hours until about noon, and then having your last meal at five. Um, that actually helps cuz it gives your your digestion a little bit of a rest too rather than constantly clogging it up um <laughs> cuz that's what it is that's you know unfortunately we eat that way we're sitting at our desks and we're snacking or we're driving for me it's driving like when i'm driving i'm constantly like reaching for something so i have to know like if i'm going to reach for anything it's got to be like an apple you know not junk food cuz it's very easy to grab chips
0: <laughs> yeah oh my gosh what an important point like give your gut a break give your pancreas a break from making all of that insulin Insulin. all the time to handle all that blood glucose. I think that's really important. And we've gotten so into snacking as a culture and like, oh, I just eat every couple hours. I got to keep my blood sugar up. And it's like, that's just a bunch of crap that was all created by the snacking industry, right? Mm -hmm. So we really do need to get back to how our physiology was created. So I love all those tips. I think that's super important. Like myself, I will fill up my water glass before bed because it comes out of my filtered fridge cold and I want to drink it warm in the morning. So I do it at night and then I drink it in the morning. You know, I think little things like that. And like you said, adding the salts or the lemon, like to stimulate that gut process to get going for the day, that's so important. So I love all of those tips. Thank you.
1: No pleasure. Um, and they're so easy to do, right? Like, none of yes. these are, You know, having a bottle of water next to your bed, not hard. Um, Ordering some element from Amazon gets delivered to you the same day just putting a sachet of that not hard into your water so I'm carrying that around with you because like when I drive that's one of the things I do I'll keep my water bottle with me with the salts in it so that keeps me hydrated and keeps my adrenals in a really good place as well because of the salt so um there's so many simple little hacks or pearls or things that you can do to to keep your blood sugar your adrenals your you know your cortisol and everything in check while you go about your day and you know the world the world's definitely changed a lot since we were younger um you know I I, I don't think we ever worked at this pace that we work at now you know even working for myself I sometimes have to catch myself and be like hey I left corporate because I don't want to live like I'm on a conveyor belt running from the next thing to the next thing to the next thing Mm -hmm. like I need to stop and breathe I need to have moments of pause I need to be able to go outside um Probably one of my favorite hacks is actually if you want to reset your nervous system, get outside. At one point, I was doing all my consults outside because I was just so much happier when, you know, you've got obviously it's winter, so it's not ideal yeah. right now. But, um, you know, in the summer or the spring and you can get outside and let light hit you and get, hit your skin and your head and your arms and your feet and you know your eyes like these are all things that help your circadian rhythm stay in balance because we're not meant to be in front of screens all day we're meant to be outside in clean air in nature looking at trees maybe climbing a mountain or a height, or doing something that's actually uh, or grounding being barefoot as well like not wearing shoes which is one of my favorites Um, I don't really like shoes <laughs>
0: <laughs> I am with you oh my gosh my family's made fun me my whole life cuz I'm always in my barefoot. barefoot. Yeah, same like and my husband he's like why don't you put some clothes on and I kind of like why? Like
1: I just want to go outside and get the sun touching my skin, you know, and get my feet on the earth cuz it feels good. It feels so much better than being confined and cooped up and, you know, staring at a screen all day. I do worry for our children cuz yeah. they are, you know, tuned into the screens from the minute they get going and for you know for me I didn't have like a mobile phone until I was 19 that was in 1997 98 98 mm-hmm. um and it was one of those horrible things with a giant antenna like Motorola. Yes, yes. you remember it was, it was <laughs> a brick it was like an actual brick right yeah and So, And I think my first smartphone where I had like a screen and stuff, that was, I don't know, 2010, 2011, must have been 2011. So, you know, the kids now, like I was already in my 30s when that happened, but children are growing up with these things and we're having a lot of problems with them being able to disconnect and being able to connect with other people and humans and communicate. Eight. And like you can see it happen, you know, we go out to dinner. It affects adults in a huge way. Like you go out to dinner, and you see people—they're all on their phones and they're not talking to each other. And I, I, you know, we we have a rule. Reed and I—we're just like, put the phone away. Like if we're sitting down, we are not doing this. Like we're not going to be on our phones. Mm-hmm. And I get irritated sometimes if I hear it pinging. I'm like, just turn off those notifications, <laughs> you know, <laughs> because they're disruptive and they're interrupting actual real connection with the people in front of you. Um, And that's a big thing. And I don't know if you know this. There's a stat. I can't remember where I saw it. But when we're on our phones and we're scrolling, we're actually holding our breaths so the not breathing mm. is a huge factor when it comes to stress, when it comes to pain, when it comes to cortisol. So exactly. when you stop breathing, which is obviously bad in any, you know, you might die, but <laughs> uh, but holding your breath, it's actually creating like a state of fight or flight the entire time that you're doing that. So being on the phones is a, is telling your body that you're in this constant state of stress. And then that slows everything else down because when your body's thinking it needs to flee or fight um digestion slows um hormone production slows so fertility becomes a problem so if you're always on that thing you're obviously going to end up with a ton of of hormonal issues as well as stressful, you know, and stress is, you know, cortisol's is a hormone as well. But I'm thinking like fertility issues, you're going to end up with a lot of these issues. And, you know, you might not have great periods, you might not be able to think clearly, because that's the other thing, like the lack of oxygen to the brain, you end up having brain fog and, and being so distracted that it's impossible to hold a thought and stay focused. So and these are all things that lead to burnout, like this is how burnout manifests, you know, not being able to think clearly, not being able to make good decisions not being able to remember things. Um, I remember at the worst of my burnout, I couldn't figure out where I'd put my keys. I was always losing my keys. And I used to think like, if only I could have a find my keys app, that I could tr- figure out where this <laughs> thing was. So, you know, not being able to remember memory goes, brain fog, all these things that we don't always associate with. Well, what is it that I'm doing that's contributing to this? Maybe being on the phone is one of those contributors. You know, the lack of breathing is a contributor. If you're sitting at your desk and you're holding your breath the whole time as well, and you're responding to emails that have got you in a stressed out state, perhaps that's also part of, you know, maybe your lifestyle is contributing to it. So I think there's so many ways that we could start to become um, more mindful of the way that our behavior is influencing our physiology,
0: Oh my gosh. That's such an awesome point. I can't, I have never thought of that before. Like the fact that you probably are holding your breath and you're really just like driving that sympathetic mode. And, you know, I can feel it in myself when I'm going through emails that I'm annoyed with and like reading stuff I don't want to deal with. And, you know, I see it in my children when they're on TikTok and things like that, they're they're hunched down, so they're mm-hmm. not taking deep breaths and you know, they're getting emotionally charged. That makes so much sense. I think it's just so important to get off of those things and experience life, experience real Connection and communication with people. I love that. You know, I recently had a patient who she just could not get out of bed in the morning. She was having that adrenal exhaustion. And I literally said, You have to go outside and look at the sun like within five minutes of waking up. And she did that for, I think, two weeks straight. And she had a huge shift. And it was so beautiful to see because. We didn't do a bunch of major intervention. Like that was the first thing that really got her going. And once you get out of bed and you feel like you have some energy, then we can do the work, right? But you got to start somewhere. So I love all these tips that you're giving because I feel like we just have to start to do something different than we did yesterday and the day before and the day before. You know, that's the only way to get over burnout, right?
1: And that's, I mean, you've just given me chills by what you said. We didn't do anything crazy. You just got her to get up and go outside. You know, everyone shows up thinking like, okay, we're going to do all this fancy testing and we're going to put me on this specific diet. I'm going to take all these supplements. And I'm like, yes, that's part of it. But there is a reason why we call it dress because diet and supplements are just, part of the equation but rest and stress reduction stress reduction isn't just psychological stress that you've got with your work or your husband or whatever stress reduction is about what are the other stressors in your environment what are the ones that you're being exposed to daily so are there environmental toxins is it a lack of sunlight that's a well that's seriously toxic not having enough sunlight that's a lack of you know that's a that's a stressor so we want to be able to remove some of these stressors and change what we can in your life so that you're more in tune with your body because i think a lot of the time we've forgotten that we're actually biological beings we're not robots we don't run on batteries the way that that machines do and we can't just and our version of a reboot is to get decent sleep and to get outside and to get and get in touch with the earth right like a reboot for a human is go outside go see the sun um go spend some time with your skin getting light on it you know um hang out with your children or hang out with your friends as opposed to like talking to people on social media um go actually meet real people <laughs> hug them <laughs> you know hug people i just came back from a trip to trinidad where my mom isn't very well and they had a massive curfew going on they've been locked down for over nearly 2 years kind of like australia so i was probably one of the first people who was flying in from abroad And because I've been living, I've been living in London, Mexico. Well, the minute London got crazy and started locking everything down, I was like, okay, I'm checking out. I'm I'm (laughs) heading to Mexico. So got to Mexico and, you know, people are very warm and it's outside, you're outside. Um, And sunlight obviously is disinfectant. Um, So I don't really worry about a lot of the things that everybody else is worried about because I take care of myself and my immune system. And when I got to Trinidad, where it's a very sunny, warm place as well, but everyone's, you know, um... (laughs) covered um and i started seeing people that i hadn't seen in a long time and i run up to them and hug them and they were like what are you you doing like why are you hugging me and i'm like (laughs) i was like well i haven't seen you in like two years so i'm excited to see you and they're like aren't you afraid i'm like no, like why would I be? I was like, hugging is like oxytocin, and that's actually helpful for your immune system. And these are things that we need to be, these this is actual science, right? But yeah. people don't seem to connect those dots. They think, oh, like you might they're afraid of you because you might be contagious of something. And I'm like, I already told, I was like, listen, I had it back in January. I'm immune. I'm like, I'm pretty much bulletproof. I have nothing to worry about. And I didn't even really for me, I didn't even know I had it until I lost my sense of smell. So <laughs> I, you know, I didn't have the fever and I, I track everything. Like I wear an aura ring. So I, my body temperature hadn't really changed, not by very much, like by 0.1, you know, so nothing was really going on until I lost my smell. And then I was like, Oh boy, I think this is what this is. <laughs> and, you know, I just started up in all my zinc and all my vitamins and, um, it was fine. And, you know, so I keep telling people, I said, if you do what, if you give your body what it needs, it's going to be okay. You know, and the only reason I think I've gotten it as well is because I had been on, I've been on a plane. I'd just gotten married. We'd had a couple of stressful weeks because there was lots of stuff going on with planning a wedding. Sleep definitely had fallen off. Like I was not sleeping during the two weeks leading up to the wedding and the honeymoon and all. And then, you know, we got to on the honeymoon and just, drank a lot and that kills your immune system You know, (laughs) so I'm not perfect I am not not like so you know I'm I'm a a real person I I like to go out and dance and you know for a wedding we wanted to just have a really good time and we had everybody else having a really good time so we all relaxed enjoyed it um went on the honeymoon drank a lot of margaritas a lot and um and then I was like okay and my body just it kicked my ass it was like all right you screwed up now you got to get back in You know, this is how you you keep in balance when it tells you like, right now you're depleted and this is why you got sick. So I'm like, all right, now I got to pay attention again. Now I had my, I had my moment, my month of like excess and then I had to get back on track.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I think that's the best way to live. You know, you really know, like you said, nobody is perfect. You're going to have moments where you're in excess, you're enjoying, you're having fun and your body's going to let you know when it's too much. And I just think we really need to stress the point, like we cannot live in fear. These viruses have been here long before we ever existed. We need to coexist with them. We need to figure out how to strengthen our immune system and get healthy so that we can continue to coexist with whatever viruses come our way. And like you said, hugging produces oxytocin and having those physical connected relationships is good for your physiology, right?
1: Yeah, it's your biology, you know, you flourish when you you hug people that you love, you know, and they flourish as well. So it's been very sad to see the way that things have devolved over the last two years where everyone's afraid of each other. And we're very lucky, you know, we we live quite far away from a lot of other people, but the people who are around us, no, you know, everyone's very warm, very friendly. Um, we don't really worry too much about a lot of things and and luckily as well in San Diego there are quite a few you know functional health nuts i you know that's how <laughs> we're branded we're health nuts um and like well that should be a good thing like being branded a health nut in this day and age right like if you are someone who is actually paying attention to how your body functions and what you put into it and knowing what you're going to get out of it and actually testing and not guessing um you know because let's be let's face it, right? Like 10 years ago, I wasn't doing any functional testing. I was doing all the things that I thought were healthy. I was eating low fat. I was a vegetarian. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I think everybody I know who went through this journey has been a vegetarian at some point and realized like it totally sucked. I hope you are not a vegetarian, by the way. No, no. no. Okay, good. Um, So I was a vegetarian. I was eating low fat, everything. Um, I was afraid of meat. Like I was actually afraid because I'd been fear mongered into thinking that it was going to kill me. Like when the doctor, I remember I'd seen my doctor and he said, well, why aren't you eating meat? And I said, "Well." isn't it really bad for you? And he's like, who told you that? And he's, like, you, and he's like, you need a steak. You're like anemic. Like, please go out and get a steak. He's like, and I'm like, but what about all the, he's like, there's nothing wrong with you getting a nice decent cut of red meat. And he didn't talk about grass-fed and stuff back then. That was like, it was in the early 2000s. Um, I think it must've been like 2004. 2004. And I had been a vegetarian for years at that point while I was at university because I thought I was doing the right thing by avoiding meat, not realizing how much it was screwing up my body. And even when I started to eat it, I would eat it like once a month and have a steak once a month around my period, Mm. you know, and when I'm like, I really could have been doing grass-fed organic for a really long time and benefiting from all the omegas and all the wonderful good fats that are in, you know, obviously if it's clean and organic, those are the things you're going to benefit from. But I didn't know what, you know, you just don't know back then when you're young. I was in my 20s. I didn't have a clue. So I, you know, I avoided red meat thinking it was very, very bad for me because the food manufacturing industry was trying to push us to eating more grains, right? They wanted people eating more grains. So I lived on crunchy, not cornflakes. Oh my God. <laughs> you know, like sugar. I was living on sugar. I couldn't understand why, why my gut in a mess and living on, on, um not Coke Zero. What was that thing? oh diet coke with lemon because yeah. um, when you're a student you need caffeine and i was like diet coke with lemon because it's got no sugar but yeah, it's full of aspartame um and screwing up my brain mm. um screwing up my gut so i did all the things that you know the the marketing and manufacturing industry were telling you these are the healthy things to do like i'm not having any sugar i'm on diet coke i am avoiding i'm avoiding meat because it's toxic um i'm avoiding fat because that's toxic too Everything I know now has just debunked all of that. Like, it's such a lie. <laughs> There's yeah, so many lies.
0: Exactly. Those were all fabricated by the food industry to sell their crap, to sell their toxic chemicals. I mean, to sell diet, stuff
1: in boxes, right? Yes,
0: like <laughs> boxes and bags. And diet Coke, diet pop in particular, is like the most toxic thing you could obviously drink, you know? So, I hope everyone listening knows that and has gotten off of that wagon. No diet pop, no fat-free, low-fat foods. Like All of that stuff is full of added sugar and chemicals that make you fat and make you sick.
1: They make you sick. The neurotoxins alone from like the aspartame. And I remember now with my grandfather, in addition to the Valium, he lived on Diet Coke. Like Mm -hmm. he thought Diet Coke was like the best thing ever because he had been told, you know, whatever, like you can't drink real Coke. And and he ended up with, you know, dementia. So I'm kind of like, well, and then, I, you know, there was a study that came out a few years ago, might be like five years ago now, where Diet Coke was linked to Alzheimer's and dementia.
0: Yep, yeah, exactly. So, so eat real yeah. food, drink water, drink stuff that God made. You know what I mean? Honestly, if we were
1: going to say the top three things you should do or four things eat real food that does not come in a box, and anything that your grandmother can't pronounce, don't touch it. Right. Yeah. So, and then the second thing, go outside. Right. Spend most of your day outside if you can, at least an hour outside right and move while you're doing that don't just sit there like move right so that's actually two two for one Mm -hmm. and then the third thing is drink you know filtered purified clean water don't drink the stuff that's coming out of the plastic bottles because that's just full of microplastics that you're going to be ingesting and please don't drink the municipal city water (laughs) like it's (laughs) we went somewhere the other night because we were desperate and we um we didn't want to cook and we said like, well, let's just go to the closest thing around us. And because we're far away from a lot of, of things, we just went to this little Mexican restaurant and they, um, I sat down and I said, can I please have um, uh, some sparkling water? And they were like, oh, we don't have that. And I said, okay, well, can I have like a bottle of still water? And they were like, no, we don't have that either. I'm like, you don't have water. I was like, okay. They said, well, we have tap water. I said, like, all right, well, bring it. Let's see what happens. Took one sip of it. And I'm like, oh my God. Okay, No.
0: I can't actually drink this
1: because I can like taste the fluoride and all the toxins and all the chemicals and and so that's cool. And, you know how I figured it out? I said, "Do you have um do you have a vodka tonic?" And they said, "Yeah." I said, "Okay, just bring me the tonic without the vodka." And they were able to. And I was like, "That's my sparkling water." So I was able to get around it that way.
0: That was brilliant. Yeah, I mean. I realized the other day I was filling up my cat's water dish and you know, I don't wash it on a regular basis. I just fill it back up. She's just the cat. She's drinking out of her water dish. There is a thick brown rim around it where everything in the water settles and, you know, gets onto the sides. And I just thought, there's so much lead and iron and toxins in this water. Like it really clicked with me because you don't see it in the water. The water is clear, but it condensates all along the edges. And that is really a clear indicator. Like, yeah, you do need to filter your water. Quit, you know. Living in denial—that's just the truth of it all, you know. And I live in Michigan, and we have horrible water. And you know, we have children who have mental issues because our lead is so high, and it's a health crisis. Yet it's just swept under the rug and not talked about. And we act like, oh, the water's so clean because it's chlorified, you know. But then I think about like people on birth control pills and antidepressants when they pee those out, those don't get filtered through our water. You know what I mean? Like all of those toxins stay in our water supply. Don't you believe that as well?
1: Absolutely. Uh, And in England where, you know, I spent 20 years of my life in central London, the water's recycled and they say it goes through 10 stomachs before it hits you. Mm-hmm. So I, which alone just <laughs> was disgusting to think about. <laughs> um Yeah. Because they were, it was all ending up in the Thames and the river Thames and then being recycled and filtered back into you. So you were never getting fresh clean.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, so
1: I, I've been, I've been filtering water from as long as I can remember. Cause I, I just, the minute I got to the UK and I realized the situation, there. like, despite the rain, it didn't ever it didn't really rain. It just used to kind of like miserably drizzle on you. Wow. So you never really got like proper rain. And um, the, the water situation, that was a pretty bad deal um, with yeah, I figured that out very, very quickly on as I got to start filtering water. And it's one of the things now that I don't assume anymore, because I've had some people initially, when I first started practicing, I didn't really stress the importance of clean filtered water. And then further down the line, like stuff was coming up, like they were recovering in certain places, but other things were showing up. And I'd be like, yeah, then I'd ask the question, maybe after like, three or four months a bit tell me about like tell me about your water what are you drinking like oh do you drink bottled water no no, i just drink tap water i'm like okay now you know what's going on why your hormones are kind of messed up (laughs) one of the contributors to your metabolic chaos so i'm like okay can you please go and get a filtration and like it doesn't have to be a super fancy reverse osmosis although that would be ideal but at least start somewhere and get something that at least takes most of the toxins out of your water and, and purifies it so now I've gotten fancy and we've got the reverse osmosis and I'm very, I want to get one for the whole house, not just for the kitchen, because I even think like the water that goes into your hair, all that stuff that, you know, cause your skin's an organ and it's absorbing things. So you're showering in water. That's not ideal either. That's contributing. Like you talked you just talked about lead. Um, there's something else I think, and it's weird because um, in Trinidad, like there, everyone on my mother's street has had cancer, every single house, mm. every single house. And I have been saying it for years. I'm like, There is obviously the way that people eat, definitely a contributor. But I said, there's got to be something in the water here. Like that's either it's the lead, it's arsenic. There's some heavy metal that is and because the functional testing isn't available there. I can't figure that out you know I I guess I could have taken some HTMAs and kits and cut off people's (laughs) hair and try to figure out like what's actually going on here like what are we all exposed to and why are you not detoxifying properly Um, but I I didn't I was kind of preoccupied with other things but yeah that's probably something that I'm going to do going forward like when I go back I want to start like testing all the people in my mom's neighborhood and figuring out like what's actually happening here Mm
0: -hmm. because
1: why is everyone sick and why do they all get and they get sick young they're like in their 50s And they're sick. You know, forties and fifties getting sick. So, There is, there's something to that. It's not just the food. I definitely think there's an environmental, either they're bathing in it, they're brushing their teeth in it. You know, all those, you know, the gums are very porous as well. The tongue, the mouth, you've got the thinnest um, mucous membrane underneath your tongue. That's where anything, when I try to give people vitamins, I'm like, well, the best place to do it is to get it liposomally under your tongue because it's going to hit your bloodstream straight away because that's your thing. But if you're brushing your teeth in toxic water, that's the exact same thing that's happening to you as well. You're getting toxins straight into your bloodstream just through that.
0: Yeah. Oh my gosh, I couldn't agree more. I live on Lake Michigan, and there's so much cancer on the lakeshore. So much pancreatic, stomach, breast. I mean, it's just the le- the numbers should not be as high as they are. And you know around the turn of the 1900s, we became so industrialized, and we just had factories like dumping yeah. every 30 miles all along the lake shore. And you know, we're fishing in there, we're drinking from there, we're showering from there. It's and it's toxic. I, I feel like it's gotten better, but we still have a long way to go. And I said, I don't think people realize.
1: Oh, they, don't, they don't connect that dot that those dots there like that. Well, what is it that we're eating, drinking, bathing in mm-hmm. that, that could be a contributor. So, you know, I, I talked about stress reduction and these this is that's a stressor, you know, that's a stress. It's not a psychological stress, but it's causing all sorts of other distress in your body. By knocking things out of whack, so we could talk about this all day. By the way,
0: <laughs> I know, right? We could just go on all day long. You and I practice so similarly. It's it's wonderful to be with like minded people who get it. But um, thank you so much for sharing all your knowledge because people just I don't think they even know a lot of the basic stuff. And so this really important get back to basics like clean up your water, get outside, move your body look at your diet and individualize. Like you said, like Mm -hmm. get testing because not everything works for everybody. You are an individual. So where can my listeners find you and work with you? Thank you. Um, Well, I'm on Instagram. Like you said, I'm the Gutsy Executive
1: Coach. Um, I love working with women in their mid-30s to 50s. And I have a wonderful free Facebook community called Well Works World or the Well World, because that's my mission, to start creating a well world and helping everybody around me, like anyone that comes into my orbit, that's what I want to do, help them wake up to the amazing innate wisdom of their bodies and the fact that the body will regenerate if you give it what it needs. So please feel free to connect with me on Instagram, on Facebook, on my website well-works.co it's not .com everybody gets confused but it's (laughs) .co well-works.co and I hope that we all get to see each other very very soon I see you either in the Facebook group or on Instagram or 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 you you know reach out via the website
0: Awesome. I have all those links in my show notes so people can find you and connect with you and then look for your book that's coming out, Corporate Dropout. That's exciting. So hopefully we'll just have to have you back and talk about that a little bit more. So thank you so much, Wynn.
1: Thank you, Dr. Tabitha. This was so much fun.
0: (laughs) Oh my goodness. I got so much out of that episode. How about the fact that we hold our breath when we're on social media so true oh my goodness i started thinking about it and it's like you do you hold your breath you take shorter more shallow breaths and we need to stop that especially for our children like that was that hit me home so that was my golden nugget for this episode Whatever yours was, I hope that you start to incorporate it into the changes that you've made and you keep doing this every week because this is a journey, we're in it together and you really can create a whole new you in the span, you know, of whatever time frame you want, a year, 6 months, whatever works for you, but if you make little baby step changes, consistency creates change. So, if you add on that nugget and you keep evolving as a person and going down this health journey and of healing, you're going to be a new person, a healed person who feels amazing and has an amazing life. So if you need guidance reach out to Way- Ray Wynn reach out to me at drtabitha.com t a b a t h a no eyes I we will work one-on-one with you that's what i do i'm licensed in over half the country and sometimes women need one-on-one help sometimes you need testing to see exactly what's going on in your gut microbiome are you making digestive enzymes are you reacting to foods that you shouldn't be do you have a high toxic burden you know heavy metals viruses so many things that we can test in functional medicine it's amazing So I am here for you. If you want to work with me, just check me out at Dr. Tabitha. Please follow me on Instagram. Ever since my old IG got hacked, please don't follow me on Dr. Tabitha at Instagram. Um, That was hacked by some evildoers. But follow me at the Gutsy Gynecologist and on YouTube and now TikTok. I don't know why I'm doing it, but we're giving it a try, right? Like I just need to reach as many women as possible. I need your help to do it. And so I'm getting out of my comfort zone. I'm doing things that scare the crap out of me. And I hope that you do too. I hope that we can all do this together and create a movement, create amazing, beautiful shift. So go follow me at the gutsy gynecologist and meet me back here next week. In the meantime, have an amazing kick-ass week and do something for yourself and let me know what it was because I'm here for you. All right, bye ladies.